Welcome to the PC Speaking Podcast series, Through the Bible in a Year, where we come together for daily reading and reflection as we journey through the scriptures. Let's dive into today's episode with Pastor Chris Miller. Well, here we are again. Welcome to day 11, January 11th of the Through the Bible in a Year series, the PC Speaking Podcast. Our reading today is from Genesis chapter 27 through 28 and Matthew chapter 9. Um, Genesis chapter 27, and things get a bit spicy today with a tale of family dynamics and the consequences of some deceit within Isaac's family. Jacob, he's guided by his mother. He receives a blessing that is intended for Esau, and that's obviously going to cause some conflict that we'll be reading about. And then we move on to Genesis chapter 28, where Jacob has a transformative encounter with God. While journeying to Haran, he uh, rests for the night and he has a dream. And in that dream, he sees a ladder reaching up to heaven with angels ascending and descending. And God reaffirms his covenant and promises uh, him descendants and uh, the land on which he lays. Over to the New Testament, Matthew chapter 9, we come to a series of miraculous events in the ministry of Jesus. We've seen a lot of miracles lately. He heals a paralyzed man. He displays his authority um, to both forgive sins and restore physical health. And Jesus calls Matthew a tax collector to be his disciple today, which is pretty countercultural considering how much everyone loves tax collectors. Uh, but that shows his willingness to reach out to people who are considered outcasts, not just reach out to them, but make them someone important in his work. And we'll read about some other miracles that show us the compassion Jesus has for people in need and how he offers hope in what might seem to be a hopeless situation. Um, some things to consider as we read today. Jesus providing hope and hopelessness the authority of Jesus, and how God always keeps his promises. Let's go to the book of Genesis, chapter 27, and we'll start in verse 1. It says, When Isaac was old and his eyes were so weak that he could not see, he called Esau, his oldest son, and said to him, My son, and he answered him, Here I am. He said, I am old. I do not know the day of my death. Therefore, please take your weapons, your quiver, and your bow, and go out of the field and hunt game for me, and prepare for me some savory food, such as I love, and bring it to me that I may eat, so that my soul may bless you before I die. Rebekah was listening when Isaac spoke to Esau, his son. So when Esau went to the field to hunt for wild game and bring it back, Rebekah said to her son Jacob, I heard your father speak to your brother Esau, saying, Bring me wild game and prepare for me savory food that I may eat and bless you in the presence of the Lord before my death. Now, therefore, my son, listen to me as I command you. Go now to the flock and get me two choice young goats so that I may prepare them from them savory food for your father such as he loves. Then you will take it to your father so that he may eat and so that he may bless you before his death. But Jacob said to his mother, Rebekah, Look, my brother Esau is a hairy man, and I am a man of smooth skin. Perhaps my father will feel me, and will, it, I will seem to him as a deceiver, and I will bring a curse on myself and not a blessing. His mother said to him, Let your curse be upon me, my son. Only listen to me and go get them for me. 
He went and got them and brought them to his mother. Then his mother prepared savory food such as his father loved. Then Rebekah took the best clothes belonging to her older son Esau, which were with her in the house, and put them on Jacob's younger son. And she put the skins of the young goats on his hands and in the smooth parts of his neck. Then she put the savory food and the bread which she had prepared into the hands of her son Jacob. He came to his father and said, My father. And he said, Here I am. Who are you, my son? And Jacob said to his father, I am Esau, your firstborn. I have done just as you asked me. Please arise, sit, and eat of my wild game so that your soul may bless me. Isaac said to his son, How is it that you have found it so quickly, my son? And he said, Because the Lord your God brought it to me. Isaac said to Jacob, Please come near so that I may feel you, my son, whether you are really my son Esau or not. Jacob went near to his father, and he felt him and said, The voice is the voice of Jacob, but the hands are the hands of Esau. He did not recognize him because his hands were hairy, just like his brother's Esau hands, so he blessed him. He asked, Are you really my son Esau? And he said, I am. He said, Bring it near to me, and I will eat my son's wild game so that my soul may bless you. And he brought it near to him, and he ate. He also brought him wine, and he drank. His father Isaac said to him, Come near now and kiss me, my son. He came near and kissed him, and he smelled the smell of his clothing and blessed him and said, See, the smell of my son is like the smell of the field which the Lord has blessed. Therefore, may God give you the dew of heaven and the fatness of the earth and plenty of grain and new wine. Let people serve you and nations bow down to you. Be masters of your brothers and let your mother's sons bow down to you. Cursed be everyone who curses you and blessed be those who bless you. As soon as Isaac had finished blessing Jacob and Jacob had barely gone out from the presence of his father Isaac, Esau, his brother, came in from his hunting. He also had prepared savory food and brought it to his father and said to his father, let my father arise and eat his son's wild game so that your soul may bless me. Isaac said, his father said to him, who are you? And he said, I am your son, your firstborn Esau. Then Isaac trembled violently and said, who, where then is he who hunted the game and brought it to me? I ate all of it before you came and I have blessed him. Yes, and he shall be blessed. When Esau heard these words of his father, he cried with a great and exceedingly bitter cry and said to his father, bless me, even me also, O my father. He said, your brother came deceitfully and has taken away your blessing. Esau said, is he not rightly named Jacob for he has supplanted me these two times. He took away my birthright and now he has taken away my blessing. And he said, have you not reserved a blessing for me? Then Isaac answered and said to Esau, I have made him your Lord, and I have given to him all his brothers as servants, and I have sustained him with grain and new wine. What can I do for you now, my son? And Esau said to his father, Do you have only one blessing, my father? Bless me, even me also, O my father. Then Esau lifted up his voice and wept. Isaac, his father, answered and said to him, Your dwelling shall be away from the fatness of the earth and away from the dew of heaven from above. You will live by your sword and will serve your brother. When you become restless, you will break his yoke from your neck. So Esau hated Jacob because of the blessing with which his father blessed him. And Esau said in his heart, the days of mourning for my father at hand, then I will kill my brother Jacob. These words of Esau, her older son, were told to Rebekah. And she sent and called Jacob, her younger son, and said to him, your brother Esau consoles himself regarding you by planning to kill you. Now, therefore, my son, listen to me and get up and flee to Laban, my brother in Haran. Stay with him a few days until your brother's fury subsides, until your brother's anger against you turns away and he forgets what you've done to him. 
and I will send and get you from there. Why should I lose both of you in one day? Then Rebecca said to Isaac, I'm tired of my life because of the daughters of Heth. If Jacob takes a wife from the daughters of Heth, such as these who are the daughters of the land, what good will my life be to me? Chapter 28. Then Isaac called Jacob and blessed him. Then he charged him and said to him, You must not take a wife of the daughters of Canaan. Arise, go to Paddan Aram, to the house of Bethuel, my mother's father, and take yourself a wife from there, from the daughters of Laban, your mother's brother. May God Almighty bless you and make you fruitful and multiply, so that you may become a multitude of people. May he give you the blessing of Abraham to you and your descendants with you, so that you may inherit the land where you are stronger, which God gave to Abraham. Then Isaac sent Jacob away, and he went to Paran Aram, to Laban, the son of Bethuel, the Syrian, the brother of Rebekah, Jacob and Esau's mother. Esau saw that Jacob had blessed Jacob. Esau saw that Isaac had blessed Jacob and sent him away to Padam Aram to take for himself a wife from there. And that as he blessed him, he gave him a charge saying, you must not take a wife of the daughters of Canaan. And that Jacob obeyed his father and his mother and had gone to Padam Aram. Esau saw that the daughters of Canaan did not please Isaac, his father. So Esau went to Ishmael and took as his wife, Mahathlath, the daughter of Ishmael, Abram's son, and the sister of Neboeth, in addition to the wives he had. Then Jacob went out from Beersheba and went toward Haran. He came to a certain place and stayed there all night because the sun had set. He took one of the stones of that place and put it under his head and lay down in that place to sleep. He dreamed and saw a ladder set up on the earth with the top of it reaching to heaven. The angels of God were ascending and descending on it. The Lord stood above it and said, I am the Lord God of Abraham, your father, and the God of Isaac. The land on which you lie... To you will I give it and to your descendants. Your descendants will be like the dust of the earth and you will be spread abroad to the west and to the east, to the north and to the south. And in you and in your descendants, all the families of the earth will be blessed. Remember, I am with you and I will protect you wherever you go. I will bring you back to this land for I will not leave you until I've done what I promised you. Jacob awoke out of his sleep and he said, surely the Lord is in this place. And I did not know it. He was afraid and said, how awesome is this place? This is none other but the house of God, and this is the gate of heaven. So Jacob arose up early in the morning and took the stone that he had put under his head, set it up as a pillar, and poured oil on top of it. He called the name of the place, that place Bethel, but previously the name of the city was called Lutz. Jacob vowed his vow, saying, if God will let me and will protect me in this way that I go and will give me bread to eat and clothing to put on so that I return to my father's house in peace, then the Lord will be my God. Then this stone, which I have set for a pillar, will be the house of God. And from all that you give me, I will surely give you a tenth. Over to the New Testament, Matthew chapter nine. He entered a boat, crossed over, and came into his own city. They brought to him a man sick with paralysis, lying on a bed. And Jesus, seeing their faith, said to the paralytic, Son, be of good cheer. Your sins are forgiven you. These certain scribes said within themselves, this man blasphemes. Jesus, knowing their thoughts, said, why do you think evil in your hearts? For which is easier to say, your sins are forgiven, or to say, arise and walk. But you may know that the Son of Man has authority on earth to forgive sins. And he said to the paralytic, arise, pick up your bed, and go into your house. 
And he rose and departed his house. But when the crowd saw it, they were amazed and glorified God who had given such authority to men. As Jesus passed on from there, he saw a man named Matthew sitting at the tax collector's station. And he said to him, follow me. And he rose and followed him. Well, Jesus sat at supper in the house. Many tax collectors and sinners came and sat down with him and his disciples. When the Pharisees saw it, they said to his disciples, why does your teacher eat with tax collectors and sinners? But when Jesus heard that, he said to them, those who are well do not need a physician, but those who are sick. But go and learn what this means. I desire mercy and not sacrifice, for I have not come to call the righteous, but sinners to repentance. Then the disciples of John came to him saying, why do we and the Pharisees fast often, but your disciples do not fast? Jesus answered, can the guests of the bridegroom mourn as long as the bridegroom is with him? But the days will come when the bridegroom will be taken from them and they will fast. No one sews a piece of new cloth into an old garment for that which is sewn into Philip pulls out in the garment and the tear is made worse. Neither do men put new wine into old wineskins, or else the wineskins burst, the wine runs out, and the wineskins perish. But they put new wine into wineskins, and both are preserved. While he was speaking these things to them, a certain ruler came and worshipped him, saying, My daughter is even now dead, but come and lay your hand on her, and she will live. Jesus rose and followed him. And so did his disciples. Then a woman who was ill with a flow of blood for 12 years came behind him and touched the hem of his garment. For she said within herself, if I may just touch his garment, I shall be healed. But Jesus turned around and when he saw her, he said, daughter, be of good comfort. Your faith has made you well. And the woman was made well instantly. When Jesus came to the ruler's house and saw the musicians and the mourners making a noise, he said to them, depart, the girl is not dead, but is sleeping. And they laughed him to scorn. But when the people were put outside, he went in and took her by the hand, and the girl arose. The news of this went out into all the land. As Jesus departed from there, two blind men followed him, crying out and saying, Son of David, have mercy on us. When he entered the house, the blind men came to him, and Jesus said to them, Do you believe that I am able to do this? And they said to him, Yes, Lord. Then he touched their eyes, saying, According to your faith, let it be done for you. And their eyes were opened. And Jesus strictly commanded them, saying, See that no one knows it. But when they had departed, they spread his fame in all the region. As they went out, they brought to him a mute man possessed with a demon. And when the demon was cast out, the mute man spoke. And the crowds were amazed, saying, This has never been seen in Israel. But the Pharisees said, He casts out demons through the ruler of demons. Jesus went throughout all the cities and villages, teaching in their synagogues, preaching the gospel of the kingdom and healing every sickness and every disease among people. But when he saw the crowds, he was moved with compassion for them because they fainted and were scattered like sheep without a shepherd. Then he said to his disciples, the harvest is truly plentiful, but the laborers are few. Therefore, pray to the Lord of the harvest that he will send out laborers into the harvest. There's our reading for today, Genesis 27 and 28 and Matthew chapter 9. Uh, before we close out today, just a couple of things to meditate on, some thoughts to leave you with. Uh, Matthew chapter 9 shows us the transformative power of an encounter with Jesus. You think about Matthew as a tax collector. Um, it was very cultural to hate tax collectors. Um, you can do a little more study uh, on that if you like. This really isn't the time for that. But how does Jesus' willingness to associate with 
sinners challenge your perceptions of righteousness and inspire you to extend mercy to others. Something to meditate on today. And that's it for today. And I look forward to speaking with you again tomorrow. Thank you for joining us today on the PC Speaking Podcast. Tune in tomorrow for another episode of Through the Bible in a Year. If you have found this helpful, please follow the podcast and share it with a friend. It is our hope and prayer that every episode helps enrich your relationship with God and His Word. 